to the Teach in 10 podcast. I'm Corey Schwarzrock, a teacher and division lead at Cary Grove High School. Hi, I'm Steph Succo, a teacher and instructional coach at Cary Grove High School. We're so excited to share different strategies and best practices that are used by teachers across D-155 in 10 minutes or less. Teach in 10 is all about celebrating great teaching and amplifying the voices of our amazing teachers and educators here at 155. Really, we're just here to have a good conversation about good teaching. In our first series, we are focusing on social-emotional learning through a series of different lenses. So today, I have a special guest for us. We would like to welcome Maria Beidelman, who will be talking to us about her work with mindfulness and student well-being. Welcome to Teach in 10, Maria. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Maria, you've done so many amazing things for our district, for students and staff, especially in the areas of SEL. So before we dig into our conversation today, can you give us a random D-155 fact? Well, I was thinking about this and I'm not sure how many um, interesting things, but I would like to say that I started out in this district when there was only one school psychologist that serviced the entire district. And his name was Vernon Hall. And since then we've added pretty much like one per year since then to the point where we now have a psychologist for every building and then a district psychologist too that's kind of floating around. So, and that's also the same, I started out at Prairie Ridge when I was the only one social worker in the building and now we're up to two. So the district has been growing its SEL staff and services for a long time, so. That is wonderful yeah. news. Yes, it is. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I have been a social worker for over 33 years, a school social worker. This is my 27th year in the district. And I've been working with adolescents my entire career. Really love the, just this, the developmental stage of adolescence, um, the kind of the push-pull of being, you know, at the cusp of being an adult, et cetera. So I've really have enjoyed that. I myself have been working in the area of mindfulness. I was trained about eight years ago. And when it wasn't such a common word, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but really appreciated how much it coincided with my training in cognitive behavioral work. You really have to use your brain a lot when it comes to mindfulness and with cognitive behavioral work too. So it really worked side by side as far as I was concerned. And I felt like what was happening and what continues to happen is that um, we all need some aspect of mindfulness as we're seeing more and more of technology kind of invade or help, whichever you want to wait <laughs> to look at that that we need a way to kind of ground ourselves and regroup and things like that. So, so that's why I started in mindfulness and bringing it to, to schools and to teachers and to students. That is awesome. And, and mindfulness is, is what we wanna learn more about and want to be incorporating into our classroom. So can you tell me a little bit about what that looks like with your students and how you incorporate that into your, your classroom? Sure. Because I'm a school social worker, I don't necessarily have a classroom, but I we do have groups for students, especially working here at Haber Oaks, which is our alternative school setting here in District 155 that services all four of our schools. So anyway, 
Sorry, I didn't include that in my intro. But we have groups that are part of our students' IEPs, so the Individualized Education Plan. And most of the students are here because they do have difficulty managing their emotions. So that's what I teach. I teach emotional management. There are programs out there that kind of teach vocabulary and skills and things like that. So that's what I do. I go through like an eight-week-ish program to introduce all the students to those skills and those ideas. And that ranges anywhere from managing thoughts, managing emotions, mindful listening, all those things. And then, and even relationship skills, loving kindness, all those things that are really important to be a hopefully happier and more productive human. <laughs> so, so that's what I do. The other thing that I've been doing a lot lately is in a different kind of classroom, and that's for our staff and faculty here at Haver, or not at Haver, throughout the entire district. So I've been teaching a series of mindful classes called God Oxygen, um, where I'm teaching um, these skills to teachers who can bring it to their classroom. I've heard such wonderful things about that oh, course. You. I can't thank wait you. to sign up for it. How do you feel like mindfulness has impacted student learning, student well-being, or even the staff? I know that you are working with our faculty mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I think in the way that I was taught and the way that I try to continue to do that is you have to embody the idea of mindfulness before you can give it to someone else, right? You have to practice it, know what it is for you and how you feel from it. So I would say the main impact of mindfulness is having that's when you're teaching it is actually to have that person, you know, in that position, embodying it and modeling it and saying, this is what I believe. And then they aspire to that too. What I noticed the biggest thing that I've seen is taking a breath. That a lot of students, like if they take anything with them, it is that they have that moment where they can take a breath and they can use the biology of that to help calm themselves down in addition to a pause, which helps them then gather their thoughts and think about how they wanna respond. So that can go anywhere from dealing with peers to dealing with a frustrating assignment from a teacher, to interacting in groups in the classroom. So it's those little, little things that can really make a big difference in a student's ability to learn or being present for learning. Absolutely. And that's something that it took me a long time to learn, mm -hmm. you know, the importance of breathing mm -hmm. and calming down yep. the nervous system to be yep. able to think, you know, yep. rationally. Yep. Yep. And just keeping in mind that and I know this may sound strange, but the exhale is the far most most important part of that breath. You know, when you when you inhale, you're taking it all in. But if you don't allow for the exhale, that's the actual down regulating part of our biological system is the exhale. That's what's actually bringing us into a calm state. When somebody's hyperventilating, they're forgetting to exhale. So that's a good a good rule of thumb like if you're really anxious about something make sure that you're aware and exhale so maria as we're wrapping up here what is one piece of advice or tip that you would give to a teacher whether it's a new teacher or a teacher just trying mindfulness for the first time 
So actually what I would say to any new teacher, to any teacher themselves is to practice self-care because the only way that you're going to be able to even practice these skills in general or to try to teach them to somebody else is if you yourself are in a place that you can do that. And by that, I mean by taking care of yourself. So my my first Got Oxygen class is all about that. And, you know, people think, well, you know, that's an easy thing to do or an easy thing to think about. And it's not. <laughs> We're all shaking our head no. Yeah. But to be reminded about that and to also feel the benefits of that is almost immediate. So keeping that in mind, even if it's five minutes a day, the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, doing something positive for yourself because you are no good to anybody else around you, including your students, if you're not taking care of you. Maria, you are a breath of fresh air. And I appreciate, we all appreciate learning so much from you and, and having this conversation on mindfulness. So thank you again for sharing your expertise and your experiences with our audience. We'd also like to thank our audience for listening. So if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. And don't forget to subscribe if you'd like to be notified when future episodes drop. Each episode will be full of easy to implement best practices shared by the educators who are actually doing the teaching and educating. Really, we're just here to have a good talk about amazing teaching and amazing teachers in D155. Our mission is to highlight and amplify the amazing things that are happening in our classrooms. Please help us expand our reach by leaving a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. And if you are a teacher at District 155 and you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who should be, there is a contact form on our podcast page. Thanks so much. And thanks again to Maria. And have a great, great rest of your day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.